0: Hello and welcome to the Ballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Psychic Josh is there in Soho House style office. Ricky Lawrence joins us from his mysteriously blurry background <laughs> yeah. location.
2: Where are you, Rick? <laughs> um, you can call me Rick. That's no problem. Um, I'm in my bedroom. Uh, so yeah, I tend to have the blur on to you know keep it a little bit. Yeah, Keep the mystery yeah. exactly, something like
1: that. Yeah, this couldn't memory. be more irrelevant for people listening on audio <laughs> only.
0: Boyd, right. how, how, was, how was BAFTA? Boyd, it's very most loud important, there, Joshua, in your anger. Uh, BAFTAs were um good, I had a good time. Thank you. Um, they started, it was quite annoying because. The red carpet started, was like open when the game started, basically. Um, and then by the time I got into the Royal Festival Hall, where the venue where it was taking place and into my seat was basically the last five minutes of hell of the game. So as I was walking in, I was like watching it on my iPhone um, and I could see that things were getting really... Sp- tense. I could see that like, they were having some chances, and they were, and their the goalkeeper was going forward. And then it all cut out because once I got to my seat, there was no coverage, so I had to wait ages and ages for the to, to work out whether we actually managed to win or not in the last, and, and go and, and see out the last five minutes. It was quite stressful. So I kind of wasn't really paying much attention to the awards because I was like, I re-, and I was sat right in the middle of a huge row, so I couldn't really easily get out to, to check, and so it was a bit stressful. But in the end, it's all fine. Oh, and um, Mark Pugac was there. Uh, of course, uh, occasional slash frequent guest on the footballist of the Arsenal podcast, and I, he was nominated for I think the ITV coverage of the uh, Euro semi final, didn't win sadly, but um we, we but I bumped him him just as and we were both like literally like going can we survive this last five minutes as we were entering the venue and trying to get our seats and he was absolutely I've never seen I've never seen Puget so stressed out, it was fine in the end you right, Josh. I briefly lost some uh, audio connection oh. there, but I'm back. Oh. I'm not saying that all again. That's <laughs> <Fascinating, laughs> That fascinating anecdote <laughs> I'll go through again. I heard Mark Pugach and then, uh, and then got cut off, Boyd. Yeah. Oh well. Basically, Pugas was there. Yeah. Was was saying, you know, can Arsenal survive these last five minutes? We were both very stressed out about it, and um, and then it took a long time to work out whether we'd done it, and it was fine in the end. We yeah, yeah. were there, of course. You, you, Josh, were there with royalty effectively I mean I've got to tell you (laughs) yeah there's very
1: little new things you do related to Arsenal at the age of 35 but yeah I had the tremendous uh, honor and privilege and I I really mean that of going in the director's box for the game it was it was really special and you know I felt very fortunate to do it I was there with my uncle Lord Robert Winston and, uh, and a friend of his as uh, as guests of the club and it is everything you could hope for in there. And it couldn't think of a nicer way to, to go and watch Arsenal. Frankly, going back to block 12 for the Everton game in a couple of weeks time will, will be a major step down, at least for you boy, you, you know, you'd only be going from, you know, director's yeah. club to club level. I've got to go the whole, the whole way down where there certainly yeah, it's won't like going be from,
0: going from first class on a flight to economy. I
1: suppose. Yeah. yeah, economy and kind of near the toilets, possibly. You okay. you could argue I am in the back corner, but I like it there. I feel I'm uh, economy I'm pro- basic as they call it on Virgin Atlantic, I believe. Oh, I I'm surprised you know, Boyd. I'm so surprised oh, yeah. You, yeah. you know you just you just like to know what the options Did? are, not that you'd ever do it. But it was amazing. I, a wonderful buffet, you know, all the you know, incredible, impeccable service. Um Arsenal. People and legends, and you well, know, was their, senior cause, cause people of the, the club.
0: They had the '71 team, didn't they? Yes, they um, weren't in there. They oh, weren't okay. in there.
1: Well, David O'Leary would a bit right. was in there, right? Uh, Permettisako was in there. Edu, of course, was in there. Um, I did have a bit of chat with Paul Davis. Uh, he, he, was, yeah? he was he was was in there actually. Him and Tom Watt, because you know, Tom Watt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so they were in there, and um, yeah, I yeah, spoke briefly to Vinai. Uh, of course, from, wow. the, from the Arsenal hierarchy, who was very lovely and and friendly, and uh, you know you didn't have to go and queue for a drink at, at halftime. It was it was there waiting for you on on your table. coffee a bit of uh, champagne. I, I I had plenty of champagne. Wow. Um, I mean, I was joking, yeah. but yeah, fair enough. No, no, I, there um, was champagne on arrival. It was really course. like amazing, and I was sort of very relieved that, um, yeah, very relieved that Arsenal did. Lord, come did the Lord end of Robert?
0: Did Lord Robert Winston enjoy himself?
1: Yeah, he uh, he most he most certainly certainly did. Yeah, it was.
0: Uh...
2: Yes, Rick. I have a question. But David O'Leary, is he at Arsenal in official capacity?
1: Yeah, he does have a, uh, a full-time role, I believe. Yeah. I believe that is the case. And obviously, he you know, has huge connections to, to Leeds. Cool. There, there was a funny moment where I saw uh, David Seaman, sort of for, just from above, actually, and he had a half-half scarf. And wow. it, he was saying that that is the only game that he would feel he could get a half-half scarf, given his, his mix of mm. allegiances to, mm. to
0: Leeds and Arsenal. I guess if you have played for two teams, then a half-and-half half scarf is fine. But any normal fan to have a half and a half scarf is a different matter of idiocy, isn't it? I think I think if you're yeah if you if, if you've if you played mm. for the so Subahtis that's that's good.
1: One thing I didn't know about Director's Box there are heat uh, warmers on, on the seats in there. Should you should oh, yeah, you want them? Obviously it was a lovely day, but um, I, I didn't even try. But it was nice to know I had the option. Should I have got
0: a little bit cold during the game? You can't have a little royal instant with a cold posterior. I mean, that is not, <laughs> that is not, I never, I, hope, I really hope his son isn't listening to this podcast this week. But um, yes, you know, of course, they have to look after look after everyone. Yeah. I, there must have been, I watched the game back slightly on, I was like fast forwarded some bits of it. Um, I watched it back last night when I got back from the Baptist about one in the morning. And they, and I saw David O'Leary. They showed David O'Leary um, a couple of times. So there must, you must be, I'm going to have rewind and see if you're there in vision fully. I got to tell you, I
1: was on the okay. seat at the uh, most periphery of, of uh, the, uh, okay. I was seat one and it's one oh, to 20 uh, okay. across okay. the director's box. So Fine. I mean, it was a strange one because you've got people obviously in club level, a mere, two feet away from you, um, really, who are, you know, Riff extremely raff. close. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely suspect people paying the amount of money that uh, club-level ticket costs there uh, are not riffraff. Did you see the article today? Is it the Mail Online, Boyd, uh, you know, showing shock at the price of some chips at Arsenal? Have you seen this story? It was no, on the I Mail Online. Oh, I'm, I'm surprised. Daily Mail um, The headline of the article um, is... Does the price include match ticket and the lift home? Fans blast Arsenal for charging nearly thirteen pounds a portion of chips at Emirates Stadium amidst amid cost of living crisis. Um, is that so, factually yeah.
0: correct?
2: I, I, I did Rick- see. I well, I I wouldn't know, but I did. I don't think I can't remember ever buying any item of food or drink at the Emirates Stadium. Josh is
0: holding it up. Oh, uh, wait a minute. They're not just chips. They're chips with some kind of, um, like, yeah. topping. They are the £12.60 anyway, yeah, Gunner's Chili Cheese
1: Fries. Oh, uh, okay. unsurprising. Which, oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, misleading
0: on. mail here,
1: Which Oh, what a shock with... for
0: the mail. I can't believe that, that you know, that publication is being misleading as they try and which... fucking stitch up uh, former former the Arsenal guest guest star as we speak. Carry on.
1: <laughs> which Which came topped with spring onions. A few tiny pieces of meat and cheese sauce.
2: Meat as well. And what do these people expect? Yeah. Um, it's going to be expensive. But I, I may have got this wrong, but I'm sure a friend of the podcast, as I'm sure you would call him, Boyd, uh, Alan Alga tweeted that he had a pizza and water for £20. I'm going to have really? to... I
0: missed that. I missed that. He did. 21 pounds well, he game. claimed his pizza and water. Yeah. <laughs> they just put the prices up, like literally now. Is that because I don't I mean, to be honest, it's a long quite a long time since I uh tried to go for the brick thick veggie burger and chips option, which was about 13 quid. That was about twelve fifty, thirteen fifty anyway, like you know, last season. So um the prices are ridiculous. But it sounds like they've put they have gratuitous put gratuitously put them up just to just to make some more money from um What's the mm. name of the company, the catering company? Delaware North. You Delaware North. Never, Delaware. You never remember it. You must I know. I, it. I mean, I, I am a senile old man. Let's not forget. So, But yeah, I never, never um, remember Delaware. There's certain names that I are. Yeah, I do always forget. You're right. And Delaware North is certainly one of them. Anyway, I will just, anyway. you know,
1: we'll move on before people yes.
2: turn yes. off Rick, thinking that Rick, we are um. Rick, were you there I the
0: game?
2: I actually, uh, well, at one point I was going to have uh, Josh's ticket in the... Oh, previous mentioned block 12 but i didn't think i could I could go originally so i didn't and then i tried and i couldn't get a ticket i was trying for the whole week and just couldn't couldn't get a ticket um so the short answer is no unfortunately no i've
1: got to say i feel demand is is at its biggest for a decade it feels like i, I always had a number of yeah. people saying like anyone got spares in various whatsapp groups i mean who's got spares um you know, it's a sign of the times that, you know, obviously the games are important, but there is such demand now. And, you know, even ticket exchange, which used to be flooded every single game with many tickets in all parts of the stadium that, you know, people could buy. There's like nothing on there um, coming up to these games. So, yeah, sort yeah. of club well, at least bad. From, from that side of doing well.
0: Yeah, I felt bad from that point of view that I didn't go. I think, um yeah, but then I bumped, I bumped into a lot of, I mean, Dermot obviously didn't go. Dermot actually won a BAFTA. Yesterday, so he made the right decision to um, go to the Baftas rather than go to the match, and he had a fa- I'm sorry, he had a fantastic time. And um, but you know who did, who also won a Bafta that chose to go to Arsenal rather than the Baftas. Here's a quick question for you: which TV personality did that, made that decision, and ended up winning, but he wasn't prepared to pick it up. And they explained his colleagues on this show said he's gone to the football. <laughs> So this a great question. Do we get a clue? Yeah. Oh. Um, well, one of the clues is that it was his colleagues, his on-screen colleagues. So he's got more than one. It's like a gang of people on this show. That's a clue. And it's one of my favourite shows on TV. That's the other clue. Well, I can't so keep I up. Guthrie you you watch away. more TV in
1: like a single evening than I do across a month. I've got no idea. Okay. Ricky? Well, I've I'm, I'm
2: now brought up the list of, uh, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming that Matthew McFadden isn't a, uh,
0: Big um, no, and he wasn't there, but no, he... was. He, I, I guess maybe, I don't know,
2: it's a sin, didn't win, did it? No,
0: no. No, I mean, I, no. And, the Callum... Uh, Callum Mo, Mo again? No, Mo is an Arsenal fan, but he was there, he was there. Um, Callum is, a Welsh, is Welsh, but he's a kind of honorary Arsenal fan. He's been to Arsenal the last few games, I've noticed. I'll tell you, I'll relieve the tension and the boredom. <laughs> It's the ho- it's Bradley Walsh. Oh, of course. That's- the Chase. Yeah. The Chase won best daytime show, quite rightly, because it is brilliant. And Bradley chose to go to Arsenal, <laughs> thinking I I think they said that they, they they all just assumed they wouldn't win. So um but good on him. That's all I say. Yeah. No anyway, we should I guess address the key issues of the game. Um First of all, I mean, obviously, the start... So I, I was just watching the game, listening on my headphones, and I said to a friend of mine, who was also there as an Arsenal fan, like, you know, if we score early, then I'm confident it, everything will be fine. <laughs> he was, like, famous last words. But we, I was nearly the case. We scored early, gifted that goal, scored another goal, Eddie. Eddie, absolutely fantastic second goal, nice build-up, excellent finish. And then it all went weird with the sending off. How was it there? Were you... You know, you must have felt, oh, it's all. This is going to be fantastic. Once, once it's got two nil up and the, the sending off, it's it's going to be like a you know five six 0 One
1: hundred percent. We're busy trying to work out how many goals behind Spurs were, and thinking how could goal difference yeah. play a role in the battle off a fourth spot, and how we could you know be closing it down very. Very quickly. Uh, but yeah, it, it wasn't speed. It it was I totally couldn't foresee that there was going to be any stress towards the end of the game once they were sort of down to ten men. We were just totally, totally dominant. Just felt you're just looking at sort of the Arsenal attacking side of the side of the pitch. It took me a few minutes to remember why Eddie did his kind of apologetic scoring hand thing. Sort of oh, yeah. remembered that it obviously yeah. been Leeds but I couldn't work it out. Yeah. Couldn't work it out why it wasn't really celebrating quite quite hard. But um yeah, I mean look, it was it was a massive job. But Arsenal were were, were brilliant for that first period of the game, like absolutely outstanding. And I don't know, there is something in these playing against ten men and it becomes harder. And you know, maybe mm. Leeds at that point became Leeds did exactly what you could have asked them to do, stay in the game and give themselves any kind of chance of grabbing a point at, at the death. So Maybe give a bit more, a bit more credit to
0: uh, Ricky. Um, the, yeah. aforementioned, the aforementioned Alan Alga tweeted this Our wins telling us far more about the weaknesses of our t- team and manager than our defeats at the moment. Inexplicably bad after that leaves red when the chance of making ground on the goal difference column was there for the taking, need to be 10 times better on Thursday.
2: Uh, difficult to disagree. The goal difference, I guess, I, I haven't worked out the permutations of when how it will come into play. I'm sure it's not that difficult, but if we beat Spurs on Thursday, obviously the goal difference is irrelevant anyway. But yeah, I I think that in recent games, we I think Man United, who I've said for ages they're useless, I think they actually were probably better than us on the day. And I think we got a bit of luck with some of the decisions. West Ham, I don't think play well, but we were poor as well. I think we were really poor against West Ham, but just about managed to hang in there. And against Leeds, yes, I, I think I messaged to say in the first half I couldn't recall a team being as bad as Leeds were. Yes, I know. Obviously, it went down to ten men, but that was only with about fifteen or so minutes left of the first half. They were absolutely awful. They didn't barely get out of our half of their half even. And to let them back into it is, I mean, I know at the end of the day, three points it doesn't matter, but. For every fan, I actually listened to the um, Athletic Arsenal podcast earlier. It was James McNicholas saying that he actually left his seat and was walking around the uh, concourse because he couldn't face watching the game. And for that to even have happened is is criminal to let him back in. But obviously, at the end of the day, it didn't really matter. But uh, yeah, crazy, crazy.
0: Yeah, there was right at the end. There was like what, there was like a header, wasn't there? In, the, oh. um, who was uh, that? Was
2: yeah, Fernando headed acts... it. Rodrigo yeah. headed it on. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that could so easily have gone in. I mean, it just, fuck, I can imagine that devastating. Yeah,
2: I do, I do think it was a combination of, um, of a few things. One, just not being in fantastic form despite the results. I think mostly, I guess you put it down to nerves and a bit of complacency. Like if you, The corner that we conceded for their goal, Jacker air kicks it. And then, I mean, if anything, he blocks the cross, but it's just, you know... It, it just seemed like we, we, the game should have been out of sight at half time for us to be holding on for dear life with yeah. seconds to go is, you know, even, even after that, uh, was it Yeah, it was after their free kick, which they nearly headed in, they then put Dan James, not quite through on goal, but Gabriel had to make a sort of wasn't even attack, We got fouled in the end, but it just, just felt just so unnecessary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. And uh, the th- people say about it, like, I've said this before, people say one of the problems with our team is that they're so young and that it's going to happen with young players that they're going to get nervous. But I think it's—I still think it's the senior players that do this more. That's Cedric, who's what, 30? Cedric is the yeah. one who, he gets the ball and, you know, vaguely crosses it, and no one in particular. Mystifyingly, he takes three kicks as well. I just think he's, I mean, I'd rather have him, I mean, we have to have him at fullback at the moment, I get that. And I think it was interesting, wasn't it, that he picked Assu and him as the fullbacks, that which must have been a, to kind of try that out in time for the Spurs game. And Tommy Tomiyasu was great, I thought, um, on the left. But Cedric just is Cedric, isn't he? He just is kind of mediocre, kind of OK. But it, as, as an attacking force, I, I, I can't stand it when we're in that kind of um, hectic whirlwind as we all invariably get in the last few games, in the last 10 minutes. Or so. And he's there just pumping balls in randomly, not going to anyone and invariably giving it away. I think it's more because Cedric's not very good rather
2: than the fact <laughs> well, that the experience. yeah. experience Well, I mean, yeah, but even yesterday, I mean, what we had holding in for Ben White, so that increased our average age somewhat. Obviously, um, having Nketiah take Lacazette's place in the team has, you know, that's been a drastic change to our average age. But the Leeds had 10 men. Leeds are 18th position now. I think inexperienced or not. We, the, the game should have been killed off. And... Yeah. It's one of those where, I guess you say, you we didn't quite get out of jail, but you just get back into the changers and hope that they'll breathe a big sigh of relief and appreciate the fact that we will have to play better, not just against Spurs, because we can lose 10-0 to Spurs. We're going to have to play, if we do, though, we're going to have to play a lot better against Newcastle and Everton to yeah. uh, to clinch this fourth yeah. spot.
0: It feels like luck is on our side at the moment, Josh, like in a big way. Like we, we're kind of getting away with a lot, you know. I mean, certainly in these in these latter stages of matches where we're not we kind of failing to put games to bed or whatever. And I wonder, I worry that that luck is going to run out and it's going to be horrendous. I mean, and we'll get to what you think is going to happen Spurs later. But it was definitely, it was a terrifying end of the match, wasn't it? Uh Yeah, it was. And it was a strange
1: one watching it because obviously th- this game meant a huge amount to Leeds. Even a, a point, given Leeds' goal difference as well and the fact they're in the bottom three, a point would have been everything to them. And it's... it's again watching from the directors box and you see there's a four or five uh, members of the Leeds um executive and board sitting there they were it, you, you can see the the importance of, of of what a goal would have what a goal would have meant to them in the end uh, arteta at the end did you see he, he was giving it massively he was doing the fist pumps yeah. it, it wasn't kind of a slightly sheepish God knows how we've made that so difficult ourselves. It was a proper fist pump and the hugs and you know uh, you know a celebratory kind of a reaction which I I guess is just you know one one step closer. And look I, I, you have to go back right to those three kind of shock defeats, Palace, Brighton, Southampton. Yeah, we've come through twelve points out of twelve since. I mean, we, you know that is yeah. that is that is amazing. Like turnaround from, from when it looked like it, it wasn't going to be our control. Now you sort of alluding there that it could still go the other way. Now, I mean, if we end the season with you know a couple of defeats and maybe even a win on the final day, it, it, it won't be enough necessarily. So yeah, it's uh, it, it is all a little bit bit nervy at the moment. But again, I, I just sort of found myself looking at this team that we had put out to, to play the game and just thinking, and, and this is all, is is sort of looking back at the end of the season. If you'd have said, you know, we're relying on said, you know, again, Cedric and, and Ketia and Nenny with, you know, who has been a, a revelation just that this team is fourth in the massive driving seat to, to see at home. Yeah is amazing. I think yeah. it actually, it is amazing. This is and as good as it could ever have been this season. And hey, I mean, we could get third theoretically, right?
0: Elneny was man of the match, wasn't he? Um, and the talk of a new contract today, that was David Ornstein's of new contract article. today, which is it's extraordinary, but he has been really good, hasn't he, um, Rick? He's, he's been like, he's just done, I mean, he, he he's kind of slotted in, in an not spe- unspectacular way, but he's just, he's just done a job. He's just done a really good, effective job, I think.
2: Yeah. Um, I think that El Nini has done exactly that. I think talk of a new contract, Baffles is probably a strong one. I just I don't understand it. I think for me it's a little bit like there's talk of, for example, like Burnley might stay up with Mike Jackson as as their manager, but I think you can get odds of about nine to one on him to be their next manager because I guess everyone would realise that if you if Burnley stayed up, they want to progress and not be fighting, you know, a relegation again next season, not if they can help it. And I see the same as Arsenal with Arsenal. I think if we can get to the Champions League or not, the answer isn't El Nenny. And I appreciate that, you know, his fourth choice, or I guess his third choice now, and we'll need bodies, more bodies, because we'll have Europe. But I don't want to get into Champions League. And say, so, well, you know, El Neni will reward you with helping us get into Champions League with a new contract. We should say, thanks very much. You helped us get here, but we need to upgrade I think exactly the would same. Would you say
0: with, the same okay. about Eddie?
2: Yeah, would you? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think even like yesterday, you know, he scored a goal that, you know, effectively from running into the goalkeeper. And he and a second was a nice finish, but I think you have to look at the bigger picture. He's been at the club for a really long time, like Elneny, and obviously not, you know, can't compare the two's length at the club, but they've both been there for long enough for a number of managers to decide on whether they were good enough or not. And isn't, they're not the only ones, of course, but those two, I think, are the only two or two of the major contract talking points. And I think, you know, if I was in Nketi, I, I can't imagine he can kid himself to think that he's going to be starting for Arsenal next season. Assuming we sign, I think we need, well, assuming we get rid of both our like, Lacazette and Nketi, I think we need three strikers, really. Um, and that has to be yeah. a variation of, variation of quality and age and, you know, um, experience. But, minimum, even with Nketi, minimum we need two. And I just can't believe that Nketi is kidding himself to think that he could be our first choice, not even second, really. I just don't see why we would want to keep him. And the problem, the only reason I can imagine we want to keep him is because we get him on a new contract. <clears throat> and if it doesn't work out, at least we can get some money for him. But he should be looking to move, and I think we should be looking to move on from him. And same with Elneny. I know there's, you know, it's difficult to find someone who's going to be happy to sit on the bench, which Elneny has done for the whole season, probably because he's on stupid wages that we, We paid him and why would he go anywhere else when he can just get that move at the end of his contract same with someone like Jesse Lingard at Man United he could have left in the summer I'm sure but he thought he's probably getting paid a fortune at Man United he'll get paid loads more when he leaves on a free transfer because everyone knows you get more when you leave on a free transfer so no I wouldn't give even them new contracts because I think especially if we're going to be playing the Champions League it's not like we can put the league to one side and concentrate on the Champions League because we're not going to win it we'd be lucky probably to get out the last 16 Maybe that's being a bit pessimistic, but maybe it's not. So we have to concentrate on the league, and we need players that can play in the league every single week. And I just don't think you know, and then he's what had four good. When was the last time you could say Nennies had four good games? People used to moan about when Urza would play well when his contract was running up, we give him a contract and he would stop playing well. Or well, we're about to do the same thing with any anyway, the sound of things.
0: Yeah, it is weird. I agree. I agree with you. It's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think go on, Josh, yeah. Well I just
1: wonder with El Elneny I mean he he's only 29 right like he, you know mm. a, 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 another sort of couple of years um on presumably not the highest wages you know at the at the club um I suspect especially if you're starting to think about the fact well we've definitely got european football right I mean and that much we know yeah. um next season yeah. and the squad is desperately short so I guess they're taking a view on what it would cost to get Another version of Elneny into the club, you know, who, who who might well not play a huge amount of of games or certainly start a huge amount of games. I think it's still sort of only 14 in all competitions, you know, this season. So um, I can sort of sort of see the logic, but I mean our squad is gonna have to, you know, really, you know, yeah. fatten out also, in the you- summer because you're looking at the fact that uh, you know, for the last few weeks, there's always there's been a couple of kids on the bench that you know, have really never played a minute of Premier League football, never mind Lacazette's going, never mind
2: Nketiah could well be off. So, you know, it sort of makes sense. knocked out of the FA Cup straight away this year. And we've actually been pretty lucky with injuries, really. Other than party, I might be wrong, and someone correct me if I am, but party, I guess Tierney, Tierney. Tommy Asu, Asu, party. But overall, I feel like maybe I'm wrong. But um, I I do hear that, and I'm talking from a fan perspective who doesn't have to, one, find the player we need to replace on any with, and to pay their wages, although. Um, but I just I just think, like, I like to see someone who you think, okay, maybe he's going to be really good rather than any, any who, well, he's been at the club for, I don't know what, four or five years, roughly? And no one has ever said, oh, he's a really good player, because he's, he's not.
1: Yeah, <laughs> first year was 2015, 16. Well, I, and then he, uh, I agree
0: with everything you said. I agree with everything you said, Ricky, about him. You're absolutely right. But do you know what? Some weirdly, I wouldn't. I don't really care if they give him a new. If he, I, I, I think he'll contract. stay because he yeah, said he, because he wants to say They'll
2: uh, also, exactly what Josh said. They'll give him a new contract, yeah. not high wages, and
0: he'll. Yeah, and you have to be pragmatic because let's face it. Like party is injury prone, right? I yeah. mean, they can't. You can't rely on him. You know, he's had he's had long periods of injury every season. And I know he's not, been, you know, each season he's been at the club. And you know, Xhaka, I mean, anything could that with him, as we know generally, I think I just think having a body, a decent, solid, sometimes in all squads. I mean, except like, except, I mean, actually, even Liverpool, right? Even- oh, he's like Liverpool, Liverpool. James Milner. He's like our James Milner. Yeah, James yeah. Milner or Alex oxley Chamberlain, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. I, but I um, think the fact that he's twenty
2: nine, like, I think, well, he's a, he's almost like, what's he, what's he really gonna, what have we got to achieve out of what are we, what are we gonna get out of keeping him. Other than someone that you know, we can play yeah. if we're either knocked out the Champions League in the group stages, or we get into Europa League, or we're already through in the Champions League, or the League Cup, and it—I don't know. I feel like it's just not that exciting, but I do think it will oh, stay. Oh,
0: definitely in. not it's, exciting. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's that's it's, what it's that's I Well, not it? Before, isn't it? You know? Oh yeah, it's definitely pragmatic. But I think we have to buy, we have to buy a midfielder anyway, and we that's have what what we do. Like we, have, we have to have a
2: starting midfielder. We have to have because otherwise, if it's just Jack and parties, you know, they know they're nailed on start every single week. Otherwise, anyway, which is, yeah, we, we, we need a, that should, I think that's our number one after all, number one striker, obviously, and then it has to be. A, yeah. A, yeah. A,
0: yeah, I agree. Yeah, we'll talk more about the game and all of this. And I want to talk about um, the, that song. I want to talk about um, what's going to happen against Spurs. Oh, the, the new, new managers got a new contract. <laughs> we should talk about that uh, all after this ad break. And we're back from the break. Um, yeah, we should point. To, we should mention that. Well, let's let's talk about the game. In the game, the sending off. I mean, that failed. The only thing that astonishes me about that, watching it back, was that the referee didn't send him off immediately. It was one of the worst tackles I've ever seen. I think it was absolutely incredible. Am I am I exaggerating, Josh? <laughs> a bit.
1: I think you probably are exaggerating. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was uh, an awful challenge. It was a very unusual. Challenge in the sense that um, it, it was totally absurd in terms of um, uh, you know wh- where he was on the pitch. The game, I- I'm totally win's just the fact that the Leeds fans are in that corner. and He wanted to show some fight, and that they were two nil down. And he's you know and Martinelli a proud had Leeds
0: player. Martinelli had tormented him,
1: had ripped said, him. Beat- so I think yeah. it was just going hard to win the ball, I, but he he got it massively wrong. I mean, his protests were. You know, very limited. He, was, he just looked ashamed, yeah, he almost in, in in going off. It was just a terrible one. Um, Unlike and, yeah. Rafinha, who went absolutely yeah. mental. Yeah. And does well, anyone know? But why? it was interesting. You, you know how we talk about if you go to the you know the VAR monitor, you know what what's yeah. coming. Was Jesse March? I was watching him obviously from above the Leeds manager. It wasn't even it wasn't even waiting. It was like they knew. They knew the yeah. second he was already yeah. talking about what subs they're yeah, going to do. They yeah. they were prepared for that two minutes while there was uncertainty. He was reorganizing exactly what it was what he was going to do. So it bought him some some time. But yeah, by a, a crazy challenge. But I think you've probably gone overboard. I mean,
2: Martinelli's not out for a, a year. <laughs> he, he was back. I know, he was could, back. back he It was, it was in, terms of, in terms of stupidity and costing your side. It was right up there. I know yeah. they were 2 0 yeah. down by that yeah. point. I mean,
0: that, yeah, I can't, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah so Old context. I've, I've, yeah, I've got you off the hook there, boy, haven't I? Um, yeah, thanks, man. yeah, I mean, it was so cowardly. I mean, both physically and just like, you just just it was, sort of, it was a bit like Xhaka's tackle at Man City earlier in the season, but actually worse. It was 2 0 down, you know, we're close to being relegated, and I'm, I'm off. I'm sure he regrets it massively, but really, really. Short. I think Carragher. Oh, of course. An idiot.
0: Car- yeah. Carragher said it was disgusting. He said it was disgusting. Uh, yeah repeatedly and called him an absolute idiot yeah those, those were the those are the highlights of the yeah the I, I obviously i
2: think in terms of the ref not giving me a red card i know it's not that important but i guess if you're a ref you can either send him off and then look a fool if you ended up yeah it has to be downgraded it's much easier to book someone and then say, oh, actually sorry yeah. mate, but you're actually yeah, sent off. And i guess var changes the way refs get ref the game because why wouldn't it
0: but I think that's a real flaw. I mean, on the one hand, this is the only, this, the only good thing about VAR is that it, it reverses a decision like this when it's. But you do, you have seen decisions where it seems to be a, a clear, a clear red card, and they haven't changed it. Yeah, and, I know, the
2: referee... it. It must just be a mental game for the referee, like as in, like how do you, you know, decide what's red and what's yellow when you know you're going to have the um, the fact that you can watch it after. I I think probably that um, Josh mentioned the Leeds fans. Finally, on match of the day, you could see some of the Leeds fans are like. Giving it, you know, yes, gone, you know, great tackle, and you can see a couple just think, oh, he's lashed down, straight away, because it was just so yeah. obvious.
0: Yeah, it was so weird. On on uh, one of the, I was like mesmerised by the. They had first of all Luke Ailing, his face when he when he committed that foul, the worst foul I've ever seen. <laughs> I take that back. Um, it's in the top twenty. He he was like absolutely clear. He knew it was going to be sent off, and then um, Rafina going absolutely mad for uh, for about like for almost the rest of the half, really. Yeah. In fact, even they showed it, had a close-up on him at the start of the second half, and the Sky Pundits thought he was being substituted, but he wasn't. And they were all, oh yeah, he's coming off. And they are like, oh no, he's not. Because he even looked furious then. He's still looked furious yeah. at the, the Alan Smith, Smith was convinced he was going to be sent off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should have been, really. He stalked the referee. He was absolutely, <laughs> literally, like, running up to the referee and stalking him. Um, and the other one, he, that Melier, that goalkeeper, his, that was. Mis- he was mortified for again for like 20, 25 minutes. And he kept shaking his head. I mean, he looks about eight years old, mainly, I don't know how old he is. He looks like, an, he looked like basically like an eight year old who'd, who'd like pissed his pants or something and was like embarrassed. And if you, I like, I've never seen the like. 22, 22, but it, that is young for a,
1: a Premier League goalkeeper. Um, and obviously, you know, he's his second year of being a Premier League goalkeeper. So, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think it, it definitely affected. Them. I mean, Leeds as a whole looked ragged, completely yeah. ragged at the start of the game. It was, uh, yeah, extraordinarily, you know, straightforward for, for Arsenal. But you know, I guess credit to them for the for the way that they uh, they turned it around. We, we, we've got to talk about. I, I know neither of you were there. We we mentioned the anthem uh, boys yes. La- yes. last week. Yeah. The uh,
2: he's already been referred this. to as
1: the anthem. The, the anthem by Lewis Dunford. Actually what it's and I got a few messages suggesting that perhaps as, as uh, well, certainly Gareth, I don't think, was wild on it. I was a bit surprised, I've got to admit, that the club, just because of the lyrics being so... Um, the lyrics, of the rest of the song being a, a little bit possibly um, eighteen plus, but um, it didn't really occur to me that they could get a much sort of cleaner version done, and and therefore it could be played. And I think I think I'm right in saying that's kind of um, what's happened. And I, I got to tell, you, I don't know what you thought about the videos, and I, I know there would be mixed opinion. I can see there's mixed opinion online about it, but it, it it did create a good noise at Arsenal, and and people who hadn't presumably been aware or been on social media looking around and thinking you know it was was almost uh you know relatively impressive start to the game and also they played it at the end have you seen any of the clips back point
0: yeah yeah i have yeah I, I mean i thought it was yeah i i you know we we got a message from um, princess guna telling us off um quite rightly saying um Just listening to your pod, I just wanted to correct you on one thing. The potential Arsenal anthem – it's not officially called the Arsenal anthem, it's just a potential Arsenal anthem – was not put out there by Louis Dunford himself, but a gooner who lives in North London. I personally love it and can't wait to sing it. And it did, yeah, as you say, it did get the crowd roused up, didn't it? And Mm. um, Arteta said, you know, he'd heard about it and, you know, he sanctioned the whole thing, clearly. Well, they had him down at the training ground, I could see. uh, Louis Dunford was down at the training
1: ground. And then, of course, at the game on – on Sunday. Um, yeah, it be interesting to see if it sort of catches on. Um, you assume it will be played at the final game of the season against Everton as well?
2: Yeah, yeah I, think I, it, I think
1: that's the new... The wonder of you. Have we lost yeah. the wonder of you? Is that what's gone yeah, we lost that long ago? I,
2: I was always of the opinion that, why can't we just play good old Arsenal? Um, mm. And I actually, so I listened to, to last week's pod, and I, when uh, Gareth was talking about... Um, the song of the season, I thought he was referring to the Saka and Smith-Rowe song until he Mm -hmm. said the Mikhail Tetelman I think the Saka and Smith-Rowe song was the best. And actually, I loved it. Um, The United game, as soon as the final whistle went. that's where the whole crowd was singing. That's much more fun. Um, I'd Mm -hmm. say, to be honest, I was a bit of a naysayer to, what is it called, The Angel, this um, new song. I was a bit of a naysayer when I heard it going around on Twitter. And actually, a few people behind me at West Ham were trying to sing it. And it didn't catch on, but I think it's impossible to start a song at that ground. Um, but I, I'm neither here nor there. I mean, like I said, I haven't been to the ground since we started singing it. But if it catches on, great. But I, would, I it seems like a not the song for after the game. If you win, it's a bit more. I don't know. Yeah, I, all, think yeah I
0: think it's a. It's they played it during the, when the warm up, didn't they? And I think that's yeah, like to get the crowd going before the game. Yeah. I think it's fair enough. Yeah, but I like I like Camille Smith Rose. Yeah, smith as well. Fair. Clearly, we're both yeah. Saints grow fans. And that's the issue there, because obviously it's 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 the more of that song. Yeah,
2: I had a karaoke night on Saturday, and actually, that song
0: we did have on. So, yeah, you did the you sang the original of the original, think, uh, and actually
2: funny enough, I sang it with some Spurs fans, but obviously, you know, wow. I changed the words. Wow, yeah. late Fedorian
1: run out to uh, that song. Did you know that Boyd? Would... Yeah, do they the Saints?
0: Yeah, the Crow song.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what letting Orient run rocking out over of the Brisbane world. Road, rocking all over the world. So, wow. um, you know, if you go down to Brisbane Road, you can uh, you can hear that too. Uh, my gut now is with this, uh, this song, it, it, I think it's going to stick. I, th- I can see this uh, sticking for a while. I think it seems to have got enough of a reaction and traction and momentum. It's quite interesting to show what you can do online. You know, someone with... A couple of thousand followers who's you know just had it and I agree probably with what the message said about an element of organic desire to to see something through and I think part of it and this isn't doing the song a disservice I think part of it is almost just fans wanting an anthem and then this for whatever circumstance and timing has perhaps begun it and and you know, presumably will will stick now. So it'd be interesting. Yeah, at, and come interesting come if it, it comes with the, uh be interesting to see if it carries at the mm. uh, away games or whether it's more
2: of, a, more what of an What did Emirates. you say,
0: Ricky?
2: I said it's come at the perfect time, like, you know, yeah. win three games in a row, be, what, a few points away from top four. And, and I agree, with you know, hear and read lots of stuff about how this is the most United Arsenal fans have been. For a long time, which I 100 agree. So it's all the perfect, perfect storm if you like.
1: Mm. Even that I, was, I, was I mean, fav- go on. Sorry, no, I, I, that was actually one of the things I was speaking with, with Paul Davis after the oh, yeah. after the game, and he, he was sort of reflecting that it was the sort of loudest and most positive sort of environment he can you know remember in recent recent years of the club. That's what you know we, we were discussing, and you know there's there's simply no question um that it is, and it's interesting again not to harp on but you know being upstairs you get a better sense you know in the middle of a stadium you actually get a better sense of the atmosphere when I'm away in my corner I can kind of feel Mm. if my corner's noisy but actually when you're sat in the middle of the upper tier right front you really get a sense and it was it was loud um and you know a a really sort of strong atmosphere and well hopefully one more home game where it you know hopefully will already have been a celebration and won't need to be a celebration on the day but we'll get on to that
0: well Alan Algar like to eat Alan said uh, he thought it was brilliant, well done. Maybe get the words on the screen for a few matches while it beds in. Then job done. Said Alan. Alan's a miserable old bastard. The best of time. <laughs> pragmatic, pragmatic yeah.
1: from uh, from Alan. Yeah, very yeah. pragmatic. Um, Ricky, you're going to Spurs Thursday?
2: I am. I am. I said I oh. had my ticket. I actually, um, my my uh, four-year-old daughter picked up the ticket today. She she knows. She's very. She's been indoctrinated. She knows to hate Spurs. So she sees the the club crest and she. You know, she tells me how Spurs are disgusting. She saw it today and I said, no, be careful. I I need that. My wife said, but it says January the 16th on here. And I said, yeah, exactly. Um, It's the same game. So I've had my ticket on the window ledge gathering dust for, for quite a while now. There's Josh Flags here. Is that mine? Josh
0: is it, shaking no, his I, I thought you meant, when you said your daughter, your four-year-old daughter picked it up, I thought you meant you sent her to the Tottenham Stadium to pick it up. No. Oh, I see. <laughs> I was like, uh, horrific. Don't send her in there. I mean, that's like the worst place on earth.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, she's, she's quite away from any game, let alone going to Spurs away. So, um, yes, no, yeah. I will be there. I, I All I wanted, I've been mean, saying for a few, well, I guess since we probably beat United, I'm not sure, is to be able to go there and lose 10 0 and it have no negative effects. So we can go there, they can be delighted, they can beat us 10 0, then we can beat Newcastle and Everton, and that's fine. If you give me that, mm. uh, I'll bite your hand off now if you give me that. So, I mean, obviously, losing 10 0 to Spurs wouldn't be nice, but if it meant we were guaranteed top four, I'd take it.
1: I get the intention of what you mean, but it would be much yeah. better to just win on Thursday. Uh, and I think that, that above that. Mean, yeah. It won't be. <laughs> for sure quite 2004 and winning the league at their place in terms of celebration oh, yeah. but my god keep us behind for as long as you want if we've gone and secured fourth space fourth
0: spot at their place on Thursday I night think it I can't wait two I think it would be too pleasurable for that to happen I can't quite conceive because the stress even though we have i think we have been lucky the str- it, it's been unbelievably stressful like the last what three games maybe more in terms of holding on to wins and getting just 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 about getting there in the end these like fine margin victories that we've had and to then go to spurs and win and guarantee top 4 at their place, uh, it's just too. I can't quite conceive that that's actually going to happen. So I, I completely take on board what you say, Ricky. That you know, it doesn't matter. We've four. We've got four point buffer. Um, could have been five points. I'm, Liverpool fucked that. Fucked that up totally. Can't believe it. I mean, yeah. I'm fascinated by the way and how Spurs are going to set up. Where, how they they're going to play that way against us. You know, are they going to kind of invite us up? Us on, uh, anyway, we'll see. But I just it's just too. I don't know. I feel like there's there's a there's a horrible twist. There's a horrible knife twist of the knife still to come. So, well, I and mean, if we lose that game, the, you guarantee yeah. two more stressful nightmare, stressful weeks of this fucking hell. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can take it anymore.
1: That's a good well. Point. Look, if we lose, we, we're going to need to you know to, two yeah. wins to, to keep it in our got, in our own hands. Fucking... And given the games they've got, you you right. would assume we might well need six points and um, going to Newcastle on the back of a Thursday night defeat at White Hart Lane would be not the most appealing of uh, of things to go. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, we're sitting here happy and laughing at the table. It could go horrifically wrong within the space yeah. of, you know, uh, four days. As of uh, Thursday. night, we didn't have moment.
2: that one player with a COVID positive test, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it ruined the whole fucking thing, Yeah. I mean, Sky must Um, be so thrilled that we had that one player with the COVID test. I
2: mean, mean, Sky had this up their sleeve from the minute that game was uh, called off.
0: Yeah, well, Um, I
1: think it's an interesting game for everyone, neutrals. I think this is (laughs) one of the most interesting North London derbies in in years and years and years. And uh, yeah, and also that it's the first time you know Arsenal will have fans in their new stadium. That's also an added element of it. So, yeah, Boyd, what are your plans for Thursday night?
0: Um, I'm going to uh, lock myself in my uh, room. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Maybe with some alcohol and... Uh, you and Bradley Walsh, and are get you getting through. together? Brad's coming around, yeah. Yeah, Bradley uh, Walsh, The rest of the chasers. Um, no, I think I'm just going to be on my own in a gruelling, tense, stressful nightmare. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I can't bear it. But, uh, but having said that, if we do win, it's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be peak beyond our wildest dreams, isn't it? Really? I, I say I'm fascinated. What what do we what what are Spurs going to do? Because the way they set out he content, a lot of people like Le Grove is very is constantly saying, you know, we all overestimate Conte's, you know, genius, blah, blah, blah. But I think when you watch that Liverpool game, and I watched it with my best mate who's a Liverpool fan, I mean, they did do that job pretty brilliantly, Spurs, in that game. I mean, it's it's kind of, you know, considering what a machine Liverpool are. So if they, I wonder if they kind of go for the same tactic, but of course we kind of, we quite like to play that way as well. You know, we quite like, you know, tacky on the break, et cetera. So it's going to be fascinating, isn't
2: it? I think the most important thing is that against Liverpool, whichever way you slice it and the fact that Liverpool obviously needs to win, so does Spurs. You know, Spurs fans, they can say it was a great performance, et cetera, et cetera, but one point doesn't really, didn't really achieve yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. So they have to True. win on Thursday. And we're in the advantage that not only can we not lose, can, sorry, not only can we lose and it'd be all right, but a draw is like, is almost like a win, almost, almost, um, where it, you know, we'll still be four points ahead with two games to go. Like that would just be huge. So, I, you know, I'm not saying we'll just sit back and wait for them to attack us, but that doesn't really necessarily play to Spurs' favour. And maybe it plays into our hands a bit, but I think Spurs, I, I, They've got some just brilliant players. So Harry Kane is just, you know, another level. So, well, Son, Son is like unbelievable. He is, he is, um, of course. And Kudus scored a lot of goals, and you know, Romero is brilliant. But they're, I think, I think they're a better side. than What the league position shows, unfortunately, but well, maybe fortunately. But um, I think it'll be a really, really hard game. A really hard yeah. game, and that's why I'm so got that. You know that soft that cushion of the fact that we can lose and it be yeah, just
0: that, yeah. That, 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 that there is a, yeah you're right that that relieves the stress a, a bit it does, yeah, it does it, of course the other do you know what the other thing i really i really do my alteta for and i've had you know we all know we've all had our ups and downs with it but i thought that as i mentioned before picking tommy asu on the left because i was fucking up that was the one thing i was most scared about is what we're going to do with our fullbacks um you know in, in, Against those against their attack, their extraordinary attack, and I and I think Tomiyasu was great in that role. And they, I think he'll definitely play him on that side again, you know, and hopefully dealing with Sont at least to some extent, at least to the end extent that you can. Um, well, that it's makes it's me feel better.
2: Sont's normally on the left with Kutucevsky on the right, but he's again, he's scored and created a lot of goals. But even on Sunday, like Rafinha is a very, very good player, and the thought of Rafinha against yeah. Tavares. Would have been right, you know, exactly. Game. It's basically yeah, tomorrow's yeah, anything can't
0: but new nose, yeah, exactly. No,
2: anything course, but yeah, Nuno. he can't get on the pitch, and,
0: yeah.
2: I've, I've heard some suggestions of maybe playing Ben White at right back and uh, Tomiyasu at left back, which I've been holding a center back, which I'd probably be okay with. We could, Is Ben White even fit.
0: Is he he wasn't even on the bench, was he? No, he wasn't. But Arteta has said that he
2: thinks he'll be back. Um, we could mm-hmm. even go to five at the back with maybe Tomiyasu on one side and Saka maybe as a wing back. Mm. I would rather we didn't play Cedric or Tavares, to be honest. Well, definitely not Tavares, unfortunately. Definitely,
0: definitely not Tavares. Yeah, I agree. I didn't with that really play yeah, Cedric. Right. Um, yeah.
2: So yeah, I mean, if if we have to uh, sacrifice an attacking element, i.e. in Saka, and you know, stifle Spurs a bit more, then that's probably fine in the position that we're in. If we if we had to go and win, then it's a whole different ballgame.
0: But yeah. we don't. So yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I'm um, getting
0: nervous just talking about it. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. It's a whole. I can't think of anything else. We should. We, we should mention the um, before we go to full official predictions. We should mention um, Arteta getting a new contract. we um, happy with that, Josh. I think you have to uh, applaud
1: the job that has been done this season. Right, like we we have to remember where the expectation was we've had a couple of years of, of being eighth, we are at least in Europe again next season, and it's in the absolute palm of our hands to make sure that's back on back on the Champions League. If you'd have said back in August, you know, if forgave even the losing the first three games of the season, you'd have said back in August, Arsenal gonna be back in the Champions League. I think that probably is reasons for you know an extension. I think that is a, a really impressive return uh, on this season beyond what would have sort of been our the vast majority's expectations. So yeah, it was a bit interesting the the sort of timing of it and Arteta has sort of come out and mentioned that he you know was told even you know three defeats wasn't going to you know of course change anything that we had recently. It was you know the deal was there and on, on the table for him. So
0: yeah, I, um. I well, think you said he said they offered you know, it to him after the three defeats. Yeah, he said the three
1: defeats didn't, yeah, they? You, three defeats didn't yeah. change anything. But he was, you know, but I'm, well, I'm sure it would not come out of the blue. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure we didn't go in yeah. straight after, and it was like, oh, we hadn't discussed this, guys. So what I mean is, obviously, this, you know, it's ongoing yeah. and didn't change from the three defeats, which does show how highly uh, that they regard him. And uh, yeah, I mean, it goes on to the stability of the club, right? And we we need that. Yeah, you know, we 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 lost that after sort of uh, Wenger sort of going and. It's a sign of a sort of healthy, steady club, and you have to say that Arteta has been backed in the decisions that he wanted to make. Whether that was players leaving the club, uh, you know, be that the you know types of Guedouzi, uh, you know, or obviously more recently or Bamiang, he's been backed, and uh, and that is just a sign of that continued yeah. faith. So, yeah,
0: I'm pleased. Was, what about you, boy? Yeah. Yeah, same. I mean, I think it makes sense. You know, I think it. it What's remarkable, really, though, is that there was no, almost no, no one really was that bothered. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think everyone thought it was a fairly sensible thing to do. Whereas, like a few months ago, I think it would have been very controversial to, to you know, to give him a new contract. But it almost went by without barely like a, anyone even, you know, like a, disagreeing with the whole other thing. Even the most staunch Arteta. Kind of um, doubters, and there are still some I see out there in, in, in social media. we like, fine, given him your contract. It kind of makes sense at the moment. Stability. I think also, you
2: know, with players, it's different. If, a, if you sign a player up to a five year contract, you yeah. know that they're staying unless you're yeah. going to get a big money offer. With this, with a manager, if we, if we lose the first 10 games next season, he's sacked, it just means we'll have to pay him on Um I think managers' contract, like, you think, who is, like, Klopp was, like, I guess, a bigger deal because he's Liverpool's greatest manager since, you know, such a long time. Guardiola sort of, I know he doesn't unroll in contracts, but he lets his contracts come towards the end and, you know, you never quite know. With other managers, like who's the next manager you think, oh my God, he signed a new contract. It's unbelievable. Like right? if, if the only difference is, like I said, is that we have to pay him more if we decide to get rid of him. I think, I do think the timing was strange because it has set ourselves, if we if, if Leeds would have scored an equaliser on Sunday and, you know, we we lose to Spurs, and they pip us to fourth, we look a bit foolish for the timing of saying, oh, look, you know, Arteta's here to stay mm. or, for a while. Mm. Um, I'm still, I like, the jury stood out for me. Um, I, but I wasn't, like, fuming that we gave him a new contract. I think it sort of made sense. The timing didn't really. But maybe Arsenal were concerned that, you know, we need to time down, maybe give him more money because otherwise maybe he's going to be starting looking elsewhere. Yeah, it doesn't take so. long for a good job to come up and, yeah. you know. So,
0: and I think they thought I agree with you at the time I think maybe they thought you know it's a boost for the team just to get yeah, the togetherness of the squad and you know give, yeah. give, give them a kind of you know they all seem to like him you know. Josh,
2: Josh is I really agree with Josh that you know we have backed him in every position you know Ozil Abamiang, Guendouzi yeah. and just getting rid of, rid of um, players that he obviously wanted out They've gone. They've, they've listened to everything oh, Arteta yeah. said. My my concern is just like I said the top performances. You know, scraping past leads. You know, limping home against West Ham in between their their semi-finals. But the, the thing is, you take United out of the league this season because they've just been so bad. Someone had to fill that fourth spot. I really hope it's us. I hope Arteta goes on to prove me massively wrong. But I think just finishing fourth, my opinion doesn't. You know, make me think, okay, he's definitely the man to be the manager, but it's obviously not, you know, you're not going to get rid of him on the back of that. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. The time has come to consider the uh, Spurs result. What do we think is going to happen, Josh? It's so tough, isn't
1: it? But I mean, in, in these recent fixtures where, you know we probably had slightly lower expectations and most recently a trip to chelsea to you know that really surprised us and got us back on track for this top four race we we really dug it out um i think we'll draw uh which i think we'd all have to really take at, at this situation, leaving us basically needing one win from those final two games to to be guaranteed so I think this will be one one um but i fear we you know we will we will i, I think we will do well. I think we will do well and uh, get a one-one draw, and leaves us heading to Newcastle to try and wrap it up there.
2: Interesting, Ricky. Yeah, I would never predict us to do anything but win. I'm there. I'm not confident in the slightest, and I feel like it could be what I described before about losing and you know going on to have two, like you said, boy, horrible, horrible games against Newcastle and everything, Hopefully with wins, but. I was still putting a 2-1 prediction of a victory to Arsenal. So, yeah, you know. Boyd, you're backing
1: Spurs?
0: (laughs) No, no, I can't. I mean, I am tempted to go for the old, you know, bet on a Spurs victory and uh, that way at least you get some kind of money out of it if if the worst comes to the worst. But I I was going to predict 2 all. I was going to predict a draw. Um, I think I genuinely think it will be a draw. Um, I just feel like we're quite closely matched in a way, like both kind of similar flaws, like similar kind of mental weaknesses. Um, we're both similar, like we, we both had games where like in our three defeat run and in there they had a little run, didn't they? Where they, they could barely like get a shot on target even with that attacking lineup. But like, we're both perfectly capable of being terrible and being completely kind of like ground down by the opposition. And I wonder whether we might cancel each other out and it be it might be a really boring game. I predicted did two all, which wouldn't be boring, but it could equally be, you know, quite excruciating. So, but yeah, I think a draw, and I'll go two all. But we'll see. Exciting times, and then we've got Monday night football. After that, so I don't know when we record all our next podcast. Maybe we, well, I, guess I, we I mean, night. if
1: we win, we're definitely doing a podcast. So we'll uh, yeah. we'll have to we'll have to deal with that as as we go. Because yeah, Monday night. I mean, at the moment, I mentioned on the last podcast, I, I booked, got a hotel reserve, got the train to go up, but. I'm really hoping no. not to go in the sense that if it's done, I'm 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 not going to Newcastle. So we will we will see.
0: We will see. Well, stay safe at the uh, what's it called? The stadium? The Spurs Stadium? The Spurs Stadium. Uh, the stadium. Yeah, talking about stadium. Get you get those like, you know, filling up pints from the, you know, beer from the thing, whatever it is they have in that bar. You go there. Not giving uh, them our money, boys. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't buy I don't buy a drink. Doing Harry
0: Kane's well, wages. But... Yeah, that's true. Get some, get, take some. I want to see, check how much their chips are, and we'll get a comparison. They're probably not thirteen quid or twelve pounds oh, sixty. Maybe not. Maybe not. I'll let you know, Boyd. Thank you. That's the important thing. That's the title of this podcast. Um, check how much the chips are. Uh, see you uh, hopefully after a glorious, unparalleled glory of a victory at Whitehall Lane, sending us into the Champions League. We can but only dream. See you later. Bye. Cheers, guys. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk.
2: Sports Social Podcast Network.